0: Good morning, Dr. David Stender here, uh, coming to you from beautiful Tucson, Arizona, with another episode of uh, Thyroid Solutions. Uh, Quick disclaimer uh, we do not claim to treat, cure, or diagnose any allopathic condition. Uh, If you uh, wish to start any suggestions or protocols mentioned in this program, please consult your medical provider beforehand. Um, today's, uh, podcast is, uh, Hashimoto's, the do's and the don'ts. Oh, and before I get too far, please, uh, support this episode or, uh, support this podcast so I can continue to bring you this information. It's information I've used to help countless, uh, patients and clients struggling with, uh, Hashimoto's and thyroid related, uh, illness, um, so if you can uh, support the podcast, you can just click on the link below. Uh, also, if you have a message, just shoot me a voice message. Uh, you can also text message me at 520-818-4482. Okay, so Hashimoto's. So uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and this is what my wife uh, has, has dealt with for the last 24 years, and... Uh, I'm going to share with you some uh, fundamentals and some priorities, what I call the Hashimoto's do's and don'ts, and what we've used uh, to help my wife get her life back on track. So um, you're not going to want to miss this. So if you want to take notes, please do. Um, But we're going to start with just some priorities and understanding. And uh, I've mentioned previous podcasts that if you're hypothyroid, Okay. And if you've been identified as hypothyroid, there's a 90% chance or so, uh, that you are autoimmune. And that's what Hashimoto's is. The only way to test for that is through thyroid, uh, a- antibodies, uh, in particular, uh, TPO, which is thyroid peroxidase or thyroid, uh, or TGA, which is thyroid antiglobulin antibodies. And so, uh, I would suggest if you suspect your hypothyroid, get some blood work, but also include the antibodies. Once we know it's autoimmune, that changes everything. And uh, I always go uh, on the assumption that someone's autoimmune unless it's it's, it's proven otherwise. Uh, the other thing too is one blood test may not be enough. Uh, antibodies can fluctuate with uh, with lifestyle and stress and dietary habits, so uh, if, if, if you don't test positive the first time, don't hesitate to, to test it again. Um, so the, 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 this is what I call my Hashimoto's priority list. And uh, remember, your immune system uh, is literally attacking your thyroid. And we talked about things like cross-reactivity and, and molecular mimicry and how your immune system is mistaking your body And with Hashimoto's, mistaking your thyroid as an enemy, and it's treating it as such and creating this inflammatory response. So the first priority is we we want to calm the fire. We want to calm or modulate, if you will, that autoimmune expression. Um, You know, if you have infections, those need to be dealt with, you know, whether it's uh, H. pylori or if it's a viral infection. Uh, Very common, by the way, in Hashimoto's Uh, could be parasites. It could be bacterial like Yersinia. But those need to be uh, dealt with, identified and dealt with. Um, The thing about uh, the the autoimmune expression uh, in our immune system is you need to be familiar with our T helper cell system. And I'll try and keep this as basic as possible, but essentially... Uh, you have the the T helper cell system. You have a Th1 response and a Th2 response. And think about it with, with normal people, non-autoimmune, if you will, and, and normal healthy people. Their Th1 and their Th2 is pretty well balanced, kind of like a seesaw or a teeter-totter. And uh, they're equal distance. Both ends are equal distance off the ground. What happens with Hashimoto's is there's a shift. And so seventy percent of all Hashimoto's are uh, what we call th one dominant, and thirty percent are th two dominant. So the goal there, immediate goal is we want to get those balanced. There's specific strategies that we employ to get those balanced. And uh, first, we got to identify which it is. And there's various ways to do that. Uh, part of it is just doing a simple challenge test uh, using nutraceutical supplements that are known to stimulate TH1 uh, and, and doing a challenge test and seeing how you respond, or there's also ones that stimulate TH2. I'm not going to go into all of these right now, but just, uh, and, and I'll, tr- I'll try to go in more detail at a, at a future podcast, but if we can identify your, your side, uh, where again, we're probably going to assume you're TH1 dominant, but again, there's a 30% chance that you're TH2. Um uh the other part of the T helper cells system is called the TH3 system that helps modulate. Uh and, and what happens, what tends to happen uh is when 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 you have autoimmune, your TH3 levels go down. And so you want to do things to increase uh TH3. Vitamin D supplementation is key. In fact, anyone with Hashimoto's, they need to be on vitamin D for life. Uh, there's some other reasons for it, and I'm going to go into it. Uh, it has to do with uh, uh, what they call polymorphism of, the, uh, of our cellular receptor sites for vitamin D. Uh, but vitamin D for life is a Fundamental. Uh, you need to use an emulsified form of vitamin D. Anything to help support that TH3 uh, system. Reducing stress and rest uh, are, are key. Obviously, things in our diet are key. Um, another bad boy in our, uh, so TH1 and TH2 are neither good or bad, but they should be balanced. TH3 helps helps modulate that balance, balance. And then something called TH17 is bad. Okay, If you have high levels of TH17, uh, it's wrecking your immune system and causing further damage. So if I use those terms, just remember those basics. Uh, Another priority list, and this is a fundamental, and that is you need to be 100% gluten-free forever. Let me repeat that. If you have Hashimoto's, as far as that goes, any autoimmune you need to be a hundred percent gluten free forever, and so the more we learn about, uh, you know, the more we learn about gluten, uh, and, and the more I learn about gluten, the more convinced I am that really no one should be consuming it. Our bodies don't recognize it. Uh, G- GMOs and uh, hybridization have created a, a, a something that our body doesn't recognize anymore, um, and so if we don't recognize. You know, And when the immune system doesn't recognize it, it attacks it. And so it it not only does it cause leaky gut, which we've talked about before, uh, but it also causes an accelerated immune response. Uh, Here's what I want you to know about gluten. There are tests for gluten. And if you've had this test, I want you to pay attention. There are 15 different uh, proteins and lectins in this proteome, what they call the gluten uh, a proteome, and only one of them is uh, traditionally tested for, and that's something called alpha-gliadin. Uh, they're actually, if you break down the, 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 the gluten molecule, what you're going to find is, uh, and, and by the way, there's a, an excellent screening test by Cyrex Labs, that's C-Y-R-E-X Labs, that tests for all of the components of this proteome. So, so think of it like this: A so wheat, okay, um, is broken into two categories: uh, protein, which is gluten, and then the other is lectins. And so, lectins, uh, one of the things that is not traditionally tested for is the lectin uh, uh, wheat germ agglutinin. So, you know, we we've always been taught and raised that whole grains are really good for us, and and, and that because we get more, uh, you know, more nutrients and vitamins from doing whole grains. Uh, but the reality is it's probably causing more harm than good. Uh, and in fact, wheat germ and gluten is maybe the nastiest out of all the proteins or proteins or lectins. Um, it has a devastating effects on our, on our uh, nervous system, uh, especially the cerebellum, but others as well. Um, so a a good book, again, the plant paradox is excellent. Uh, a lot of the stuff I talk about comes from Dr. Karazian's work. Uh, why do I have thyroid symptoms and my blood work is normal? Uh, another really good resource for you. Um, but yeah, wheat germ gluten and so things like sprouted grains, um, is a very good chance you have antibodies to that as well. And again, it could be tested for. Um, but again, the protein and gluten side of the, uh, com- equation, there's actually three subcategories of, of gluten. One is gliadin, which I mentioned. And so the only thing that's tested for is alpha gliadin. There's also beta, gamma, and there's omega, gl- uh, gliadin as well that aren't tested for. Cyrex does this. This is a really excellent test, um, the, uh, the, the other uh, category of gluten is something called glutenin. Uh, so it's gluten with I-N on the end. Uh, and that and under that is transglutenin and something called deamidated gliadin. And then there's different peptides under that. So all these categories and subcategories that all need to be tested for. So if you've ever done a test, whether it's a saliva test or a blood test, whatever it is, and nothing came back positive on uh, gluten. Uh, it's because they've only tested one of those fifteen. Uh, listen, uh, if, if you're autoimmune, there's absolutely no reason you should be on uh, be eating gluten. Uh, just uh, that's. My, I won't work with someone when I take on clients if they're not willing to make that change. Um, I, I turn them away, and it's it's there's just simply no way you can. Calm this autoimmune fire unless you get people off of the gluten. Um, I also think there's other ones that are, can be just as bad for certain people, but uh, uh, you know, tomatoes, for instance, uh, especially those with uh, rheumatoid and other types of autoimmune for whatever reason, and dairy can be a big one as well. Now, people can react to a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, gluten is a deal breaker, okay? So, make sure. You just do it. Make the effort, and you're going to notice uh, almost immediately uh, changes in how you feel and how you know your, your joints, your brain. You, the thing to remember is, is when you eat uh, these offending foods, it's not just your gut that you get symptoms from; it's your brain. There's two different immune barriers that get uh, get assaulted. Uh, by these immune attacks. And that is your blood brain barrier as well as your gut barrier. So leaky gut, uh, and leaky brain are basically the same thing, just two different uh, places in our body geographically. So make sure, uh, you know, uh, they've, they've determined that one third of the population has antibodies just to gliadin, just to alpha gliadin, um, once you have leaky gut, gluten causes further uh, activation. So my, my my take is no one should have gluten. okay, it, it causes leaky gut in everyone and it causes some kind of inflammatory response. It's not doing us any good. So that's uh, that's number two is 100% percent gluten free forever. Number three is uh, the glutathione system. We have to support the glutathione system. If you remember, I talked about in cellular healing, the uh, glutathione uh, system and well and the nitric oxide system um, are essential for, for supporting and downregulating inflammation. Um, you know, the glutathione system is glutathione is that antioxidant. Uh, along with superoxide dismutase inside your cell that cleans up oxidative stress, free radicals. It it, it prevents uh, uh, a buildup of toxicity inside the cell. So um, we got to have ways to support the glutathione system. There's some products that I'm really fond of. Uh, One is a transdermal product, and one is uh, an anacetyl uh, glutathione that actually works inside the cell. There's different products out there, but there's some I really like uh, more than others. Uh, I'll even refer people out for glutathione, IV glutathione, and get uh, weekly or monthly glutathione uh, IV drips. Um, Very, very, uh, the the glutathione is an absolute fundamental. So uh, number four is you got to address anemias. With Hashimoto's, it's, and this is my wife as well, it's extremely common for B12 folate deficiencies uh, and, and anemias, and, and as well as iron deficiency anemia. And especially if you are a, a, a menstruating uh, woman, you're going to be very prone if you're Hashimoto's to iron deficiency. If you don't restore that cellular energy, uh, there, there's nothing else we do matters Um, a lot detox and a lot of these things that happen our body need sufficient cellular energy so first of all you have to look at your blood work from a functional perspective uh, not just the standard lab test uh, and determine either the onset of these uh, uh, anemias and deficiencies Uh, it's always better of course to address it before it happens so that's that's the beauty of the functional analysis as well. Uh, you look at certain components of your uh, your, your uh, complete blood count, your red blood cell counts, white blood cells, and you you can start picking up some hints. Um, number uh, five is you got to stabilize your blood sugar. This is absolutely key because if you're not stabilizing your blood sugar, it's extremely common. again, this has this happened to my wife. Uh, it's extremely common uh, to have uh, hypoglycemia or reactive hypoglycemia when you're, and also uh, not uncommon for insulin resistance. Uh, just as a side note, I've kind of found clinically that uh, that, that those that are insulin resistant, as well as reactive hypoglycemia, tend towards more towards the uh, TH2 dominance that I discussed. But uh, but the bottom line is we got to stabilize the blood sugar. And the other the other thing, uh, you know, to remember about that is you know I, I'm a fan of fasting. Okay, I really am. It can have tremendous benefits. But if you're Hashimoto's and you're reactive hypoglycemia, now's not a time to do it you have to stabilize the blood sugar. Um, Most people, so what happens is uh, very, very common. A lot of women, you know, they start start gaining weight when they're hypothyroid, so what they want to do is stop eating, and then they get what we call hangry, okay? They get hungry and angry. They get irritable. That cannot happen. Every time that happens, okay, and then What what typically will happen is people will have some, uh, you know, fruit or sugar or grains and they'll spike their blood sugar up to deal with the the hypoglycemia. And then essentially what happens is it crashes back down and that that crashing uh, stimulates uh, the adrenals, um, puts a lot of stress on the adrenals and creates this never-ending cycle uh, of hypoglycemia so it's really important we fix the dysglycemia whether it's insulin resistance uh, or a hy- uh, reactive hypoglycemia uh, that is a priority if you don't stabilize your blood sugar and and again there's very you know simple strategies that you can use uh, using an a, you know a, an anti-inflammatory autoimmune uh, type diet where you know the carbohydrates you are getting them are, are getting into you are very complex and they break down very slowly. Okay, but uh, this is where things like animal protein and good fats come in. Uh, so, uh, stabilizing the blood sugar. Another thing that I see very, very commonly is uh, low blood pressure okay and, and now it is isn't always sometimes in advanced cases the blood pressure will start going up and that's not good either so here here's my little uh, dissertation on blood uh, pressure we are under the assumption that low blood pressure is good in fact i fit, you know you go into your medical doctor and uh, blood uh, you know you'll be 100 over 60 and they go wow that's really good that's nice and low and but but, but here's here's the scoop on low blood pressure. So just like high blood pressure, you, you're decreasing tissue perfusion. And I want you to think about this for a second. When you, uh, in, you, when you have chronic hypertension or high blood pressure, what does that do? Okay, so what it does is your heart's a pump. It's trying to pump blood and oxygen and nutrients out to the periphery of your body. But when they're chronically tense... That creates rigidity in the blood vessels, and so they can't pump it out, and the heart can't pump it out to the periphery. So, not good, right? Uh, you, you'll see that a lot of time. It can end up in neuropathies and all kinds of other problems. The other thing to recognize what the what it means when I say the periphery of your body. Okay, the periphery of your body is not just your hands and feet. Okay, it's also things like your gonads and most importantly your brain. Okay, Uh, although I would suggest that maybe with men, uh, they they think with both, but uh, uh, the the bottom line is, is we got to increase tissue perfusion. Now, if you have low blood pressure, okay, so first of all, you need to understand low blood pressure uh, uh, creates more autoimmune. When low blood pressure is associated with uh, autoimmune, more autoimmune disease and high blood pressure, uh, chronic illness. And people with low blood pressure actually die sooner, okay? So either way, because there's no blood pressure, the heart can't, there's not enough pressure to get blood and nutrients out to the uh, periphery of the body. That creates an assortment of problems. So one of the things I'll tell people if they have low blood pressure, adrenal support, okay? There's some specific supplementation they can do to stimulate the adrenals in a good way, to get your blood uh, uh, pressure up Um, salt, sea salt. Okay. Don't, not a lot of iodized salt. And I've got, will go into that in a little bit, but uh, get your blood pressure up. And if you, and there's a good chance you're craving salt anyway. And, but but we've been told that it's bad for you, but if you have low blood pressure, have at it. Okay. You need to get your your blood pressure up. Um, The other thing is, is, We got to heal leaky gut. All Hashimoto's and autoimmune are vulnerable to to leaky gut syndrome. And like I said, leaky blood brain barrier or or leaky brain. Uh, There's going to be flare-ups, okay? And you're going to have them just from mistakenly eating something or something else. But go back and get back to, you know, there's certain, again, specific supplementation, specific products, uh, diet is the big thing, obviously, but there's things you can do to enhance the healing of the gut. Um, because if you don't heal that cheesecloth, you know that uh, when, when food is getting through our system and we're trying to get nutrients into our bloodstream, that leaky gut, opens the floodgates for these large foreign proteins that shouldn't be there, okay? And that's lectins and it's uh, uh, gluten and these other things. So uh, you got to make sure those those junctions in your gut are tightened up. Uh, you know, the, the good news is your gut can heal pretty well. Uh, I mean, every three days you get a new uh, gastrointestinal lining. Uh, so that's the good things, but you got to make sure you stop this uh, – Continuous cycle of that cheesecloth, the 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 gut barrier from tearing and tearing open. So the other thing, uh, what I call the don'ts of Hashimoto's, uh, no iodine. Okay, you're going to get plenty of it if you're just having any salt at all, or if you eat out at all. There's plenty of iodine in 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 salt. Um, the, The problem with iodine is that it can create a thyroid storm. Okay, if you're Hashimoto's, um, uh, iodide is converted to iodine in the thyroid and it combined with tyrosine to make T4. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, tyrosine is not something I recommend for those with Hashimoto's generally. Um, it can actually, it, these things can make things worse. You go to a natural healthcare provider or you read something online about tyrosine and iodine. There are certain cases with thyroid issues where iodine may be appropriate, but usually not in this country, okay? We, we get plenty of iodine in our salt and in our food. So uh, the other thing is uh, heavy metals, okay? So uh, th- there is a test called the Melissa test, M-E-L-I-S-A, which it can identify uh, you know, your immune system uh, or antibody reaction to certain heavy metals. I've already discussed it about mercury being the big one. Uh, no chelation. Okay, chelation is met uh, in the beginning. Okay, when you're struggling and we're just trying to get you over the uh, you know, over the top on this uh, this d- disease. Uh, chelation can, can absolutely uh, trigger uh, a negative reaction. Okay, so uh, no chelation, uh, that, that, it's really meant for the healthy population. Now, once you get your thyroid up and running, you start getting your cellular energy back, and then we can do it, but there's a very specific and, and important way to do that. Okay, so that's, that, that's just, you know, that's from my experience uh i I've, I've tried to force chelation on people a couple times and it turned out bad so don't do that um getting amalgam fillings out uh, when when you look at the science and the research and this is a paper and i think it was 2001 um and this is the title it says removal of mercury containing amalgams in patients with uh, mercury hypersensitivity uh, may contribute to successful treatment of Hashimoto's. In other words, what they found in these people is low, much lower antibody counts. Okay, so just getting them out. And again, I'm going to emphasize, do not just get them out willy-nilly. Okay, go, go to your dentist and say, hey, can I get these fillings out or replaced? And they're not going to use the right protocols nothing against them okay, i'm can i'm not trying to knock your dentist but they're not trained to know the effects of these uh, amalgams and they've been brainwashed by the american dental association who old, owns three patents on amalgam fillings they're going to they're going to do the standard line that they've been taught okay and it's all oh, there's no problem with it uh, watch smoking tooth video on youtube you'll never look at your amalgams the same again. That's smoking tooth uh, video. Um, so, uh, if you, if you, so if you really want to identify, if you, if you have, you know, there's certain heavy metals that obviously are worse, mercury's the big one and lead. Those are the ones we see the most frequently. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, you know, you we, we need to remove them from your environment, whether your home environment, from, uh, you know, pr- uh, personal care products or whatever it is, and I and I do a whole segment on this, um, you got to get those out of your system because your immune system, that's going to just pour gasoline on the autoimmune fire. Okay, so that's another one. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention um, that 90%, and I talked about vitamin D, so vitamin D is, is really more of a hormone, and it acts like a hormone on the cellular level. And if you recall, those mem your cellular membranes, uh, where the receptors are, uh, you know, for these hormones, uh, basically link the out the external environment with the internal environment of the cell. And these signals tell the inside your nucleus and your mitochondria, et cetera, what to do inside the cell. So so basically. Our bodily functions and our cellular functions depend on getting those messages inside the cell. But here's the deal with vitamin D receptors. And again, 90% of all Hashimoto's have what they call polymorphism of the vitamin D receptors. So you could have normal vitamin D levels. Okay. Uh, Now, I don't find too many Hashimoto's when they first start with me that have normal vitamin D levels. You can be. You should be taking uh, 8,000 IU's uh, uh, of a, a, an emulsified form of vitamin D. Normal vitamin D isn't going to cut it, and and you need to do vitamin D forever uh, because of the fact of these polymorphic uh, receptor sites. Uh, it's just something you need to be doing. It's really going to uh, modulate that immune reaction, uh, and and it's and it's a really good idea. So. Um, We are uh, coming to the end of the podcast. I'm trying to keep them all to a half hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I don't get through all the material, you know, I'll pick it up on another episode. Mm But uh, start with those now. Remember, calm the fire. Okay, do what you have to. Get rid of infections. Balance your Th1, Th2 system. Upregulate your Th3 system with things like vitamin D. Number two, 100% gluten-free forever. Uh, enhance your glutathione system through uh, substance